Friday. We made it, ending your work week, getting you into the weekend correctly on the hottest show on the streets, number one forum for Bama football news. In my own words, yours truly, Stephen Smith of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Happy to have you all checking us out on today. We got an outstanding show for you. We're bringing you the show from the magic city of Birmingham streaming this to you on YouTube and speaking of the channel people you know what to do smash that subscribe button right now get all of your friends to subscribe give us that thumbs up hit that like button make this your show your network platform channel and space to talk Bama turn all of those notifications on so that way you miss absolutely nothing on your favorite program that being the Crimson Tide we also got you covered here on Facebook and Twitter as well, streaming to you the show. Got quite a few topics to get into on this cool edition here of In My Own Words, but we want to hear from you, the Bama faithful, and you can do this by calling 205-448-1358. Number to call in to let your voice be heard on the show, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. 1358 want to hear from you that daily super chat go $75 daily super chat go and dancing Steven is already getting down to business as Jimmy Clay with that $75 donation the super chats appreciate the love there coming from Jimmy Clay also I think I see my man Bill my man Bill from New York with that $5 donation appreciate the love there coming from Bill and Jamie Wilhelm, Jamie Wilhelm with that 499 in the Super Chat as well. Appreciate the love coming from all of you. The Daily Super Chat Go, $75 being met right there. But beginning out, John, topic number one of the conversation and that being the saga is over. Arch Manning has made his decision. We can finally move on from this conversation. He had been the conversation throughout this entire summer. You know, where is Arch going to go? Five-star quarterback for 2023. Number one quarterback in the class. Number one overall prospect for the class. Young man from um, Louisiana. Uh, great uh, grandfather, Archie Manning, played, played college and pro ball. His uncles, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, both played pro ball and college ball also. So, so, it, was, it was such a conversation about where was Arch going to go, and it got down to Alabama, Texas, and Georgia. He chose the Horns. He chose Steve Sarkeesian and the Texas Longhorns. So that's where Mr. Manning will go, especially if he goes ahead and signs that signs on in the signing period in Austin, Texas. He will spend. His next three to four years, they're playing ball. And it, this was a good decision by Arch. I respect Arch's decision. Good move by him. I mean, he goes where he can play and learn from Steve Sarkeesian. I, w- I mean, I was cool with this move. He did a move for himself. He was able to really go to a place where he can truly succeed. Because I, for one, have always thought like this. Um, there's a difference between essential and luxury, right? Essential, you can't live without this. Like, you need this. Like, this is vital. This is A1, day one for your life. That's an essential. A luxury is, uh, although it would be cool to have, uh, you can live without it. Like, you can go forward. Like, life doesn't stop just because you do not have this particular item. So, 
in terms of archmanning here, you know, a school like Georgia or a school like Texas, you know, needs an archman, needs a quarterback, needs that game changer under center to make it relevant, to make the conversation about it, you know, to make it exciting, to have it, you know, in position to uh, compete for those championships, if you will. In terms of Alabama, Arch Manning is not an essential, right? He would be a luxury. It would be cool to have him, but even if you don't get him, life still goes for Alabama football. Uh, the, the blood still pumps for Alabama football where Coach Saban is concerned. And the reason why, you know, it, it was good to see Arch make the move to Texas and the saga being over is, you know, Bama's got a strong quarterback room as it is. You've got Bryce Young, returning Heisman Trophy winner. You've got Jalen Milrow, dual-threat quarterback, entering his second year in the program. You've got a hot-shot freshman in Ty Simpson, of whom this was the Gatorade Player of the Year for the state of Tennessee in 2021. Five-star quarterback in his own right, and he came in during spring practice and impressed fans and impressed coaches out there you know, on the field, and we all kind of talk about, you know, Bryce Young uh, potentially this being his last year. What if this isn't his last year? People are not talking about that. What if he decides to come back? And the reason why I'm bringing this up, John, this is possibly one of the biggest positives when it comes to name, image, likeness is for a lot of players, why do they choose to pursue the NFL draft after their true junior year or their redshirt sophomore year. A lot of that is a, a better financial situation. A lot of these young men see mom struggling. Mom then work two, three, four, five, six different jobs. And they want to get mom out to hood. And they want to get mom out, out to ghetto. They want to get mom out to projects. Mom out here struggling. So they're saying, how can I get my mom in a better situation? or my mom and dad in a better situation, or whomever the guardian is in a better situation. I mean, how can I get myself as the player in a better situation? In uh, this sense with NIL, and especially with how proven Bryce Young is and the reports of him uh, accruing $3.2 million of NIL, and uh, his parents not pressed for anything at this point, you know, Bryce could feel like, you know what? I want that full college experience. I want to go all four years. I, I could come back another year. So that's a conversation that hasn't been talked about, but it could very well happen. Then you have a Jalen Milrow. Fans are very excited to see, okay, what is what, what can he become as a quarterback and what can he become as a player? Dual threat guy, can run the ball well, showed at times when he got the opportunity last year, but he can throw it. He can be accurate passing. Had a touchdown pass a season ago. This spring approved upon that accuracy. Definitely want to see more of that. And then Ty Simpson, just going back to high school, the young man at Westview High, um, 41 touchdowns, just three picks. Led the, the program to a Tennessee Class 2A state championship. And then gets to Alabama, and everybody is really intrigued by his arm as well as his athletic running, you know, mobile skill set. So Alabama's got a championship caliber quarterback room already. And Coach Saban knows this. This is the reason why, you know, 
Alabama not tripping about not landing the yes from Arch Manning because Saban knows the caliber of quarterback he's got there on the roster. Not only just that, our own Justin Smith, the lead scouting and recruiting analyst for TDA, who does an unbelievable job. If you're not following him and his show, the process on our YouTube channel, if you're not following him on social media, you're doing yourself a great disservice. This guy covers recruiting like nobody's business. And Justin was talking to me about how you know, Bama's purpose is getting at least one quarterback per class. It would like to have two per class, but the purpose is, is, is at least get one. And Bama's already got one with the four-star and Eli Holstein from Zachary, Louisiana, who flipped from Texas A&M. And this guy's good. Holstein is really good. He's really athletic. He is really accurate. He's good. He is good. And, and this could be the future at that position for the Tide, especially if he signs on in the uh, signing period. And then you still have to keep your eyes on Dylan Larnigan, Larnigan, the four-star, you know, out of the state of Georgia. You know, what does he do? Where does Who does he commit to? So that's still a name right there to keep your eyes on. But, I mean, for me, I kind of had an idea that Arch would go Texas. I mean, uh, Peyton Manning went to Tennessee. David Cutcliffe, great offense of mine, was his OC there. Eli Manning went to Ole Miss. David Cutcliffe, great offense of mine, was the head coach at Ole Miss. Arch Manning goes to Texas. Great offense of mine, quarterback guy in Steve Sarkeesian. And then you got A.J. Milwee, who was a great analyst at Alabama, primarily worked with quarterbacks. He's on Sarkeesian staff at Texas. I think it's an offensive coordinator. So kind of had a feeling that Arch would go this route. Happy for him. Wish the best for him. But more than happy that saga is over and we can move on to the next stage here of conversation when you talk about Crimson Tide football. We take our first break here on the show and touch that dial. When we get back, we go to the phone lines. We grab your calls, your thoughts, your chats, your conversations. We get to the action with you, the Bama fans, after this. You're watching In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith, brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Get your four-finger bling necklace today by visiting weownthefourthquarter.com. Throw them foes up. Nine players have teamed up and released the Alabama Team Paper, which is a video yearbook they've put out for sale direct to fans. Now, for the first time, small-dollar purchases from the fans can support the players as a group as well as a great cause because $1 of every subscription payment is donated to the Boys and Girls Club of America. Be a five-star fan base and support your team and a great cause with Team Paper. Check it out at teampaper.com Alabama. Remember the taste of Grandma's delicious sweets? Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes brings back those precious memories with just one bite. Each cake made from scratch. They make the perfect dessert to share with family and friends for any occasion, and ordering is easy. Visit emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Click the online store and shop. Then pick up your fresh cake at the kitchen in downtown Homewood. Order yours online at emilysheirloompoundcakes.com. Emily's Heirloom Pound Cakes, making memories from scratch. All right, folks, we're back in, rocking and rolling on the number one form for Bama. 
Football news, in my own words, George Trulli, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine, TG, I am edition of the show. We got some more Super Chats, so here it comes. Dancing Steven is Justin Riley. My man Justin Riley, that's 499 in the Super Chats. Appreciate the love from him and Randy Harris is back. Randy Harris with that 20 dollar donation in the Super Chat. Sure love here on the show. We right now draw the phone lines to grab your calls. The call segment brought to you by the Blue Wrench Gang, 205-448-1358. Now want to call in, let your voice be heard, 205. 205- 448-1358, we grab this call. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are you feeling? State your name and where you calling from. Hi, Stephen. Bill from New York. You feeling good tonight? Doing good, man. How you feeling, Bill? I'm, I'm real good. I got three things I want to talk about. And, like, I'd like your opinion on all three, if you could, because I, I, don't, I don't call here just to pontificate. I'd ra- I, I want to hear what you have to say. Like, my first thing is about Arch Manning. You know, let, let me tell you something. I yawn when I think about that guy. I never wanted him. I don't care. And I'm going to go on record as saying, like Ty Simpson, here's a kid that I think is going to win a championship for Alabama. The guy came to school early. He can, he can move. He's a modern-day quarterback. I told you I likened him to Doug Flutie. Really excited about that guy. That's one. Number two, the show keeps getting better and better. You know, I, like I'm a fan of Justin, like you said, and this kid, Miles McVeigh, he, he, you know, I haven't been as excited about a player as I have since I saw like tape on Will Anderson. This kid is, is like a killer. This guy is, is like an offensive version of like Ruben Forster. He, he's a marauder. I'm so I'm like I'll tell you they got him play in high school at right tackle. I project him to guard, but oh, couldn't we use a guard like that? A guard who's physical and gonna hurt people. Sorry to talk like that. All right, but the next thing, number three, uh, maybe the, the third thing, maybe I should have talked about this on the Blue Ranch Gang website, but I think that we should print some cards. For this site, I really for the the page, I really do. In other words, listen, I take walks all the time on the boardwalk, and people, are, you know, I, I fly my colors, and people are yelling at me, "Roll Tide," you know. I'd rather, I wish I had a card to hand out to people, you know. I could, I could, don't have to engage them. I could just give it to them and kind of walk away. But I'd be, I'd be willing to contribute to it. You know what I mean? I'm not much of a, like, I I don't know how to do things like that. But what I'm saying is I think it would be a good idea for, like, me and guys like me and Elijah and and guys that are out of town, not in Alabama, and we can make the uh, page bigger. Like I say, you're just doing so well, and I'd like your opinion on those three things. If you could, Steve. appreciate my man Bill right there. So the last one, I'm down with that. The last one, I, I am 100% for that right there. I mean, and then the second thing about Miles McVeigh, that kid's an animal on the offensive line. That kid can mow, he can mow guys down. He's a really good run blocker. Good pass protector, too, but really good run blocker. And if you can have that type of guy as a guard, it makes life so much easier for your centers, for your tackles, for your running backs, 
makes life so much easier when you have a guy that physical as Miles McVay is at that guard position. And then Ty Simpson, I mean, the, the kid can play. Really good, mobile, really good mobility. We saw in the spring game, he's got the arm to feather the ball in there, to put it where he wants it on these receivers. Really excited to see the growth and the development of Simpson in the program and to see you know, how much playing time can he get as a freshman in the fall. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Oh, ho, ho. It's Friday night. Slip on down on Emily's and get you a sweet delight. Bro, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you still got me tore up. <laughs> <Since Steve and I. laughs> I'm going to have to have a little talk with John about this. But anyway, let's try to <laughs> – let me get my composure. I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, let's try, let's remember Coach Bill Clark, UAB Blazers. He's had to retire uh, due to some, uh, you know, some uh, health issues. Uh, we hope it's not serious. Bill's done a lot of uh, good things for the UAB Blazers. Uh, especially the UAB Blazers coming back and the success they've had with him. So we want to wish him the best and hope he gets well and, you know, and, and continues to be able to come back and, and coach UAB Blazers. But, um, well, this Arch Manning thing, you know, it had everybody in an uproar. So he's at Texas now. He's with Sark. So we'll see what happens. Good Lord willing, we're alive. Stay that, you know, alive long enough to be able to see the, the season and, and what goes on. We'll, we'll see how it goes, you know, but, Anyway, we want to remember everybody here in the Blue Ranch gang. I see everybody. Hello to everyone. It's the weekend. Be safe. Jimmy Clay, I'm not going to do no dancing, twerking on no, no TV. Now, you can forget that. But I love all y'all. I see everybody. I love every one of y'all. Be safe. Let's have a good weekend. Let's meet back on Monday. All right. Look out. Dancing Stevens coming. I'm out of here. I love y'all. Bye-bye, everyone. Appreciate waiting there for that call. And uh, absolutely want the best to Bill Clark. Uh, Bill Clark is my guy. And, uh, it shocked me to hear that he's stepping down. Uh, it, it, it hurts for anybody going through, you know, health issues, health-related things. So definitely wish the best for him uh, and for his family, him getting that time to better his health and, and, and better all parts of himself. Because, you know, Coach Clark did not just do big things for the UAB Blazers program, but the city of Birmingham as a whole. He was a big deal for Birmingham, for this city. So uh, wish the best for Coach Clark, and uh, he gets everything in order. And, and hopefully, like Waylon said, at some point, you know, come back to coaching because he's helped a lot of young men. He has blessed a lot of young men, uh, and a lot of guys are, are grateful that he was around them, continues to be around them. But we go into this topic right here folks on the show as you guys continue to get your uh, your thoughts in here and the topic goes to one chris braswell of whom we've recently had on the show outside linebacker for the crimson tide so mr braswell has done something that has impressed david blue the director of sports performance one of the main strength coaches on the team so braswell in the squat reps I think he lifted over 400,000 watts of squat reps, 400,000 watts. And that's the most David Ballou has ever seen in the program. So Chris Braswell ain't playing. He, he's squatting weight. Like, he ain't playing. This man is really trying to be the number three in this terrific trio of pass rush monsters 
with Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. So we know what Will Anderson is. We saw the growth, the rise of Dallas Turner just last season. So now Chris Braswell goes, hey, don't forget about me. Let me stick my hand and shake this thing up a little bit. So he's already doing his thing in the weight training uh, program. Looking forward to seeing more of what he can do here in fall camp. But we take a break right now, folks, on the show. When we get back, we got something cool for y'all, the Crimson Tide fans. Y'all will check it out after this. start of the fourth quarter we throw them foes up but now you don't have to wait until the fourth quarter get your four finger bling necklace at we own the fourth it's the first and only logo that captures the essence of all crimson tide players and fans as we represent the legendary alabama football fourth quarter dominance get your four finger bling necklace right now at we own the get yours today and stun on them haters Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, Alabama fans, this is Patrick Dowd with Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Subbing in here for Stephen here on a Friday. And I'm going to be doing this from time to time over the coming weeks, giving Stephen a rest here. Because uh, we all know that Stephen is one of the hardest working dudes in the business. So whenever I can come in and do my part, I'm more than willing to do it. So with Stephen touching on some stuff about the team, SEC Media Day is still a few, few weeks away. Justin Smith, our scout and recruiting analyst, all over the Arch Manning News, going to Texas. Might be a bummer for you guys. So I thought that it would be pretty cool to come out here and switch gears a little bit, bring you to the NFL side of things. And I brought today some quarterback rankings. Everyone loves quarterback rankings. So I, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to rank the three Alabama quarterbacks in the NFL based on who I think will have the most impressive season in 2022. So if that's hard to follow, I'm sure we'll all figure it out as we go along. Alabama fans are some of the smartest in the league. So at number three, who I think is going to have the least impressive season of the three is New England Patriots quarterback, Mac Jones. So just so we're all on the same page here, just so we all understand. If you follow me on social media since I've joined Touchdown Alabama here, you might know that I am a Patriots fan. So I'm born and raised in Connecticut from the New England area. I watch some of my most fond sports memories are watching Bill Belichick and Tom Brady create the best franchise the NFL has ever seen and will ever see. But with that being said, I can see the writing on the wall a little bit. I can be objective. Patriots fans are allowed to be object- objective. So, and that doesn't that's not to say that I'm out on Mac Jones or anything like that. I actually think that Mac provided a lot of stability to a franchise that was in desperate need of it. 
they're not taking on broken quarterbacks like Cam Newton anymore. They're, they have their quarterback of the future in Mac Jones. But when you look at what's transpired this offseason, doesn't seem to be in the best interest of Jones, and he doesn't have the proper support around him to take that next step that most young quarterbacks make. So when you just go down the line here and just what's happened to the Patriots coaching staff and personnel, I mean, starting at the top, Jones and the Pats lost offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels. He became the Raiders head coach, and they replaced him with former defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Not great. Then they traded their best offensive lineman from last season in Shaq Mason to the Buccaneers for a fifth-round pick. You're welcome, Tom. Uh, then they replaced Shaq Mason with their first-round pick, which they spent on Cole Strange, an offensive lineman out of Chattanooga, which was widely viewed, viewed as a serious reach from everybody, including myself. And then the biggest issue on the Patriots' offense from a season ago was the wide receiver group. They had to adjust the receiver group because it was one of the most, it was the least impressive in the league from a personnel standpoint. Not a lot of big names that you'd hear of. And instead of being in on the Devontae Adams sweepstakes from the Green Bay Packers, they were in on the Devontae Parker sweepstakes. A wide receiver from the Miami Dolphins who couldn't get on the field for them. So based on all that's happened in the offseason in New England, it's not the best setup for Jones going forward, even though I think he showed some flashes last year of being a really good quarterback. He still has some things to work on, but compared to what's around him, I don't think he's taking a huge leap going into next season. It might have to wait for next year. So moving on to number two, who I think, and this was a bit challenging to decide between Jalen Hurts and Tua, but at number two, I have Jalen Hurts. And I know you may be thinking, Pat, you're kind of crazy. Mac Jones is clearly a better passer than Jalen Hurts. But and I know Jalen's a little bit flawed in that regard. But when you look at what's around him, because it's so important in the NFL to have good supporting pieces. And he has, when compared to Mac, Mac's supporting pieces and Jalen's, it's not even a question. Just looking at the running backs, he has a really good running back in Miles Sanders, Really good young tight end, Dallas Goddard. They spent a first-round pick on Devontae Smith from a season ago. It turns out that he's not too skinny to play in the NFL. And then they were actually the Eagles were actually successful in acquiring an elite wide receiver in, in A.J. Brown from the Tennessee Titans. And on top of things, they have a really good offensive line. They have another – Jalen's going to have another season under a head coach, Nick Sirianni, who is an offensive-minded guy which is really important in today's NFL for young quarterbacks to be partnered with a good offensive mind like Sirianni, who helped them make the playoffs last season. And even though Jalen is a little flawed in the passing game, he is elite on the ground. This guy had 784 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns at the quarterback position last year. And whenever you have elite traits in the NFL, you're going to be able to play. So, Matt Jones at three, two, excuse me, Jalen at two at number one. I slipped a little bit, but it's Tua Tungavailoa with the Miami Dolphins. And this is someone who's gotten off to the slow start. And some people may already be out on Tua. He's injury prone. He did, he's lost his arm strength. But I still believe in Tua Tungavailoa's ability at the quarterback position. And so does the Dolphins because they were very aggressive in acquiring talent and supporting him going into this season. 
when you look at the coaching position, they had a defensive guy in Brian Flores. I know there's a lot of dysfunction that happened with him getting out of there, but they replaced him with 49ers offensive coordinator Mike McDaniel, who coached Jimmy Garoppolo to an NFC Championship game last year, if that means anything to you. And then they went out and signed former Pro Bowl left tackle from the Saints, Teron Armstead, who's one of the best tackles in the league. They franchise tag tight end Mike Jasicki, who was probably their best offensive player overall the past several seasons. It was important to bring him back. And then they signed two running backs, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, to improve one of the worst rushing attacks in the league. And the Dolphins have tried to use the RPO system around Tua. So having two good running backs in that system is going to be really important. And then they traded for this dude named Tyreek Hill, who I hear is pretty good. So on top of all of that, he ha- I think Tua has the best personnel to work with. But I think the reason why Tua is going to have the best season next year is because uh, the best season out of these three next year is because he's desperate. His back's against the wall. Much like it was at halftime in the national championship game against Georgia, Tua seems to perform the best when he's in desperation. And he is right now because the, this Dolphins team, they, they took him ahead of Justin Herbert, who's one of the, the elite young quarterbacks in the league. Tua has something to prove. And with all this talent, I think he's going to step up. I think he's going to have a really impressive season. He's going to prove that he belongs in this league as a starting quarterback. But, hey, I could be crazy. I So I have Mac Jones at number three, Jalen Hurts at number two, Tua Tungavailoa at number one. I think Tua will have the most impressive season. But let but you guys let me know what you think. Do you have different rankings? Do you agree with me? Am I crazy to think that the Patriots won't take a step back? That might be a little harder to convince me of, but you can call in. Call us at 205-448-1358. Again, 205-448-1358. I appreciate you guys letting me step in here on the show. I'll be seeing you again. Steven will be right back up. You're listening to In My Own Words. Don't touch that dial. Call in right now as we're taking your calls up next on In My Own Words with Stephen M. Smith. Brought to you by We Own the Fourth Quarter. Visit weownthefourthquarter.com now to get your four-finger bling necklace. Chris Rogers, 2009 National Champion. You are listening to the baddest, when I say the baddest, sports show in the state of Alabama. In my own words, you know, yours truly, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Don't touch that dial. Every sports fan deserves the proper representation. Wit Will Sports introduces to you the title towel. Wave that title towel in the air like you just don't care. In support of Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Only $9.99 and it lasts a lifetime. Head on over to WitWillSports.com and get your title towel today. Touchdown Alabama Magazine is Alabama football's premier publication. A subscription to Touchdown Alabama Magazine is the perfect gift for any Alabama fan. For exclusive news and information, recruiting updates, a free annual print magazine, and more, go to touchdownalabama.com and click join. Only $7.95 per month or pay $74.95 for a full year subscription. That's a yearly saving of $20. Go to touchdownalabama.com today and roll tide. Thank you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. 
All right, people, back into the action from the break of the number one form for Bama Football News. In my own words, with yours truly, Stephen M. Smith, and the surprise today, our own Patrick P. Money Dowd, reporter for TDA, in that recent segment there. Cool surprise right there. And so we're going to have Pat come in and do segments here on the show. So I think you guys absolutely enjoyed that. Um, Phone lines are open right now, 205-448-1358. Number to call in. Let your voice be heard, 205-448-1358. And one more time, 205-448-1358. Want to hear from you on today. And, John, as the, as the people are getting you know, their thoughts in, uh, Bryce Young had a chance to speak with reporters at the Manning Passing Academy. He got some time to get to himself along with you know the group of media and the main question directed to Bryce was you know how did it feel to win the Heisman Trophy how special that was in relation to the season as a whole and while Bryce does not want to downplay how exciting it was to win the Heisman how happy he was how thankful he was how blessed he was to earn the coveted individual award he also said, you know, look, I came here to win a national championship. I want to win a national championship as a starting quarterback. That's my goal. That's our goal as a team. And uh, Bryce Young, from his own lips, said last year was a failure. We did not achieve our goal. We did not achieve the national championship. Last year was a failure. And just seeing that mentality – and listening to that mentality from Bryce, just so ready to watch him lead this team in the fall to a national championship and win that. Because I, I just reflect back on January after the loss to Georgia, 33-18 to at Lucas Oil Stadium. And the confetti falling in favor of the Bulldogs. And Kirby Smart kissing the, the national championship trophy. And uh, Bryce is in uh, the media room just frustrated hurt upset bothered ticked off why because that was his focus to lead this team or to lead that team to a national championship and it, it didn't happen so to see his mentality of yeah the Heisman's cool but I came here for a natty, and that's my job, and that's what I'm going to do. This makes me so excited for this season. But we take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name, and where you calling from? What's going on, Steve? Elijah from Jersey. How you feeling, bro? Doing good, man. You, what's up? What's going on with you? Oh, man. Uh, I was just – when I listened to last week's show and I called in um, – uh, your special guest that you had on, um, what's the young guy's name? The safety, uh, the guy that picked it up at the end of last year, uh, the safety. What's his name again? Uh, Brian Branch. Brent Branch. Okay. And, you know, he was like, he, he got big expectations for this defense this year, which, you know, a lot of people do. Um, and I think they could be a, a, a good unit. Uh, no doubt about it. They have enough returning people um, to turn this this unit into a remarkable one. Um, 
the one thing that scares me about this unit, Steve, is the defensive line. And this is why I I, I say this. Uh, and I've given it a lot of thought, and I tried to come up with every scenario possible. But um, the defensive line scares me, Steve, because this unit has been ran on. Um, if you go back to previous years when you had Deron Kane, you had Jonathan Allen, you had Terrence Cody, you had Jared Reed, um, you couldn't run. The defense starts up front. I don't care how good you are on the back end. I don't care what type of linebackers you have. If that front four cannot control that line of scrimmage, you're not going to control the other team's offense um, because Alabama has been ran on time and time again for the last few years up front. We have not been dominant. Yes, we, we have Will Anderson, which is a, a great pass rusher. Uh, I shouldn't just say that. He's a great defensive player at the outside linebacker. He can change the momentum of a game. But we have to start getting back to we dominate the line of scrimmage in between the tackles. And I haven't seen that in the last three years because we've been able to be run on. These other years, uh, Ruben Foster and them were great um, at, at middle linebacker. Sean Deion Hamilton was solid at middle linebacker. That's because he, they had dominant men up front that kept that offensive line off of them um, so they can fly around and make the plays. Um, this unit has not, and I'm not saying they can't, but they haven't yet showed me the ability to control the line of scrimmage and most important, dominate the line of scrimmage for them to be this fantastic defensive unit because you know, anybody that knows football, you can have the best safeties, the best corners, but if you do not control the line of scrimmage, a lot of times you don't control the game, you know. So um, that's what, you know, my focus and my con my biggest concern is, is the fact that, you know, we we have some, some of these guys returning. We lost Mathis. Um, that was probably the most consistent up front, um, but we have a lot of – uh, quality guys returning, but can they can they control this line of scrimmage so uh, these linebacks can fly around? Um, once again, if this defensive line doesn't get the type of pressure they need, it's only so long cornerbacks can cover receivers on this back end. You know, it just puts me back into that mindset of the New York Giants when they played the Patriots. The, the, the Giants secondary didn't have to cover that long. Because that front four, you know, with Strahan and O.C. And, and those guys, man, they, they, they were in there. You only had three seconds to throw the ball. So, um, man, it, I just – I want to see this defense be successful. Um, but all those other great defensive teams we had, Steve, we had men up front. We had men that dominated in the trenches. And I just – I mean – Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I want you to tell me if I'm wrong. Who do you see or who have you seen so far that has dominated in the trenches? Besides Will Anderson and, and Dallas Turner, what interior defensive lineman do we have that, that do you think could take that step 
or even as a unit, because it takes a whole unit of them to control that line of scrimmage. Let me know what you think, Steve. Appreciate Elijah there for those comments. And uh, for the defensive line, that's going to start with Freddie Roach as, as the position coach. And uh, we're going to learn a lot about Coach Roach this year with this group because it has to control the line up front. It has to create those chances for those linebackers and those defensive backs to be successful. It's it's one full working unit. And to me, I think Jamil Burroughs has that fire in him to be really, really good. I like what I've seen from freshman Jaheim Otis. How many reps will he be able to get remains to be seen. I remember Jamarian Latham got here in the 2020 class. We haven't seen much from him, but could this be his opportunity? You've got Byron Young, and, and Byron Young is somebody of whom, uh, you know, he has production. It's just at times he gets overlooked, kind of like, you know, Dalvin Tomlinson back on those 2015, 2016, 2017 defenses that were so good for Alabama. People talked a lot about the Paynes and the Allens and the um, Jaron Reeds and the Ashawn Robinsons. Dalvin Tomlinson was doing work on that line, and he was putting up crazy numbers. But because his name uh, didn't pop like the others, he didn't get that necessary attention. And I kind of see the same thing there with Byron Young. Byron Young is going to more than I could produce some crazy numbers this year, but because his name probably doesn't pop out, I can feel these other guys, well, he may not get that necessary attention. But I look at this defensive line, yes, it's got to be able to control that line of scrimmage. We're going to learn a lot about this group and uh, Freddie Roach here this season. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How we feeling? State your name and where you calling from? Roll Tide, Stephen. Roll Tide, William again. William, what's going How's on, brother? Going? I'm just anxious for this football season to start, man. That's uh, tell you what, I, I really miss being able to see the guys practice like we used to. But uh, I don't know about NCAA rules and stuff. I just, I don't know why they decided to change that. But I always enjoyed being able to see them. Same on the practice field. I mean, Will, I mean, Will, same on my end. I mean, I every, every year you know, during the month of August where they had that open practice where you could sit out there for two hours and watch the guys go through practice, watch the ball fly, you know, watch the pads pop a little bit. Like, I, I enjoy that. And I know we're right now rounding out the month of June pretty soon here. July will be here before we know it. And you look at SEC media days, and then August will kick off fall camp. So it will come in. It'll come in before we know it. I know it seems like it's slow right now, but once it gets here, my man, it's going to be rolling once it gets in here. Oh, yeah. I appreciate you mentioning that defensive line there. I believe Coach is going to have them all in shape and ready to go whenever it does come time. So, uh, I'm anxious to see that, see them get on this revenge tour that we got. You know, we got a couple of teams that we gotta, we gotta make some statements on, and uh, I'm anxious to see us do that. Roll Tide. Absolutely appreciate my man Will uh, William from Iowa for that call. We take this call here. You're live on the show. What's going on? How are we feeling tonight? State your name and where you calling from. 
Hey, what's going on, Steven? This is Ruben from Ohio. Ruben, what's happening? Hey, not too much, man. I'm just here watching your show, and um, a couple of the, the guys, uh, two calls before I heard a guy, you know, say his concerns with the defensive line, and um, I, I halfway agree on that statement. Here, my my thing is, is as you know, the players are all, you know, we they got the talent, you know, from you know, from both sides of the ball to the, everywhere. There's talent for even freshmen. Every, there's talent. My two concerns is. And one thing I never really understood, you know, when with you know Sabins, I understand that Sabins, you know, he's the he's the mastermind, but I never did understood the hiring of Bill O'Brien on the offensive coordinator and um Pete Golding, the defensive coordinator. Now I understand Pete Golding a little bit, you know, he's young, he brings you know energy to the table. But um, you know, when they hired him in twenty nineteen he took over, okay, that's that's the first year, we'll give him that. The next year they won a national championship due to the offense. But then we get in the third year, 2021, Alabama's given up, you know, almost 20 points a game. You go back to five to ten years. I understand we had guys like Kirby Smart and, um, you know, the other guy I think wasn't named Jeremy Pruitt, you know. You know, you know, you know, you look at that back then, I mean, every season, nine, ten points a game, maybe some years, 13 points a game. You know, I guess my concern is even the offensive side of the ball, you know, when they look back at Starkeesian, you know, he did things like you saw in the national championship, moving Devontae Smith around. I, I didn't see anything special that Bill O'Brien did, especially with the talent we have. So what's your opinion on that? For Bill O'Brien and for Pete Goder, we appreciate Ruben there for that call there. First off, for Bill O'Brien, when that hire was made, I understood the hire, but at the same time, there was still some weirdness even with me because uh, – when you look at what Steve Sarkeesian did, what Lane Kiffin did, and bringing that creativity to the offense where defenses didn't know what to expect when Lane Kiffin was calling plays. Defenses didn't know what to expect when, when Steve Sarkeesian was calling plays. Last season, you kind of felt like defenses knew what to expect when Bill O'Brien was calling plays. Now, I understand you know, it was O'Brien's first year. With, with Sarkeesian, with Kiffin, they really got things going in year two, which is the reason why I'm thinking year two, this could be the year where Bill O'Brien kind of taps into that and does some of those things. We'll have to see there. Um, for Pete Golding, uh, this is a major year for him. reason why is you got all of these veterans back, and this is supposed to be the defense that can be a shutdown group. Uh, the expectations, we've had players on the show – whether it's Dallas Turner, whether it's Brian Branch, whether it's Chris Braswell, they've all spoken on the expectations are through the roof here for this defense. So this is the defense that's supposed to do something big. And I know people are going to go, well, last year's defense was supposed to be big, and the defense before that. True? True. But when now you're seeing players talk on it, not just, you know, I myself and people in the media hoping for it. But now when you see players themselves that are actually on the team talk about this, now you're seeing the players put a little bit more onus of it themselves. Now the same thing, this is still a year where Pete Golden's going to prove himself in uh, having the call out there correctly and making sure the guys hit home on these plays. But also along with Coach Golden, it's on these players to hang. I got to execute. Coach Golden, yeah, he'll make the call, but I'm the one on the field. I'm the one making tackles. 
I'm the one getting to the quarterback. I'm the one stuffing the run. I'm the one actually out here on the field as the player. So I got to do my job also in terms of communication and in terms of executing my assignment. But I think for both coordinators, it's a big year for Bill O'Brien. It's a big year uh, for Pete Golden. But appreciate Ruben there for that call. They're really good insight there from him. 205-448-1358. Number to call in to get your voice to be heard on the show. 205-448-1358. And speaking of defense here, Kyrie Jackson has been working with a defensive back specialist, a defensive back sensei, Coach Bo, out of Maryland. So we got Dallas Turner working with Javon Gopi, the sack sensei. And now we have Kyrie Jackson working with the DB sensei in Coach Bo. And there have been some videos out there on Instagram. Kyrie, you know, backpedaling, breaking on the ball, creating those interceptions, pass breakups, plays uh, being made out there on the field. We're, try- we're trying to have Coach Bo, John, for Monday, and I think we're going to have him for Monday's show so he can come on and talk about the different things, training, uh, um, work habits that he's got Kyrie Jackson on in preparation for fall camp because um, you know, as, as much as you want the defensive line to be good, and we all do, as much as you want the out the, the linebacker room to be dynamic killers, and we all do, you want the secondary to make plays too. I mean, you want those guys intercepting the ball. You want those guys getting pick sixes. You want those guys making tackles and securing tackles. You want those guys, you know, getting turnovers. Like, you you, you want those guys on that back end alert and making plays back there. And for Kyrie Jackson, he, Kool-Aid McKinstry, Eli Ricks will all be getting starters reps in preseason camp. I mean, whichever one – is not the starter of the three because you got to have two out there in the field starting, but the third guy or the odd man out is still going to get starters reps anyway. So it'll be good to see what Kyrie Jackson does here in fall camp. But we take a break right here, folks, from the show and touch that down because upon our return, we get into one Eli Riggs and how he has put the incident that happened early in the summer, late April, early May behind him. We'll talk about Ricks to wrap things up after this. If you're an avid Alabama Crimson Tide fan and you love to flaunt it, then show your Alabama Crimson Tide support by grabbing the Alabama sneakers. They feature bold Crimson Tide graphics, so no one will be able to question where your allegiance lies. When you add these sweet sneakers to your Alabama Crimson Tide collection, go to stsfootwear.com and use the code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. That's code TDALABAMA for $15 off your purchase. Go to stsfootwear.com and get your Alabama sneakers today. Look at all these great players in Touchdown Alabama magazine. Man, wait till I turn up this year. I'm gonna be on the front cover. But what if Will goes off? Or Joe, DeMarco, Chris, Tim, Christian. Don't wait. Order now at touchdownalabama.com or call 833-483-2624 today. 
you for tuning in. Show your support right now by clicking that like button. If you haven't subscribed, hit the subscribe button now and enable all notifications to make sure you don't ever miss any of the best Alabama football news, notes, and information right here on Touchdown Alabama. All right, folks, we're back in from the break on a Friday. TGIF edition of the show, getting that weekend started for you properly here in my own world. Choice truly, Stephen Smith, Touchdown Alabama Magazine. And before we get to the final topic here, i got to remind you of TDAWear.com. That's TDAWear.com. So for all of your fashion, uh, swagger, sauce, strip, clothing, cultural needs here, check us out, TDAWear.com. Link in the description. Get yourself set up with your gear to cheer on your favorite program. Whether you want to get started right now in summer workout, summer camp, or maybe you want to get yours in preseason camp, fall practice, or before the start or at the start of the 2022 season. Whatever you want to get your gear, you go to TDAWear.com. That's TDAWear.com. Continue to support Coach Saban, the University of Alabama, the student athletes, and us here at TDA by checking out that gear right there. But beginning out, Eli Ricks, Alabama cornerback, transfer from LSU, who has put the incident that happened between April 30th and May 1st behind him earlier in the offseason. And we know the story. Ricks was speeding through Jones County, Mississippi, uh, was caught, was, a char- was arrested and charged with speeding, uh, possession of marijuana, not having uh, proof of insurance in his car. But as of today, well, as of yesterday, a report came out on the uh, marijuana situation that was dropped, and he was only hit with a speeding ticket and paid the speeding ticket. So the whole incident with Eli Ricks, he's put it behind him. This is good. He's put this behind him. He's now focused on uh, executing in summer training. He's focused on getting himself prepared for fall practice and what he wants to do in the 2022 season this upcoming fall. And that entails some of the words of affirmation he put on his bathroom mirror which were, you know, win the, win the Jim Thorpe Award, be an All-American, win a national championship, be a top 10 draft pick, you know, be, you know, first-team All-SEC, all of these different things, 20-plus pass breakups, five-plus interceptions, all of these positive words of affirmation Eli Ricks wrote there on his bathroom mirror. So it's good to see him put all of these things behind him and 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 and, and knocking on wood right now as uh, consumers of Alabama football for the only two uh, negative things this so far this offseason to happen being Eli Ricks situation and the DUI from Pete Golding that, that being the only two things you can live with that I mean nobody got hurt from the Pete Golding situation Nobody got hurt from the Eli Rick situation, not justifying those things, but nobody got hurt. Everybody's okay. They have both both learned from the issues, and they've put this behind them. So happy for this being behind one Eli Ricks because Alabama's got three very talented corners in Ricks, in Kume, and in Kyrie Jackson. They all three can play, and they all three can ball. 
like I said, they're all, they're all three will get starters reps. Who will be the starting two? That's going to be the fun thing. Because it could be Ricks and Kool-Aid. Could be Ricks and Jackson. Could be Jackson and Kool-Aid. I mean, it, it, it could be any of the combination. What I do know is all three have experience. All three know how to play in the SEC. All three know what Nick Saban is expecting from them to do. So that's going to be good. But just seeing Ricks put that situation behind him, happy for Emma. Glad to see this be moved on. Fresh page turn here. Looking forward to watching him bong out in the regular season. And he's going to be much, much better uh, from all of that that took place. But you want the best in news, notes, information, entertainment on your favorite program, that being the Crimson Tide. You can get this by accessing the Touchdown Alabama Magazine app. Or you download the app from the iPhone App Store if you're rocking Team Apple. Google Play Store if you got the Android phone. Now, for your audio needs, check us out here iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Overcast.fm, or iHeartRadio. Got you covered there. If the good and gracious Lord sees fit, I'll try to be back on Monday, continuing the conversation that is Tide Football. Remember, Bama fans, you can purchase individual copies of Touchdown Alabama Magazine. Have those sent to your door. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get the fresh edition, print edition of TDA the magazine, you go to touchdownalabama.com. You click join, become a member or a subscriber today. That link found in the description. If you're trying to get your hands on the four-finger bling necklace, four-finger bling jewelry, courtesy of our guys that we own the fourth quarter.com that link in the description as well gotta shout out my man patrick p money down for coming in here and getting a segment in on the show love and pat comes in to have fun here with us and the information knowledge that he brings to the table appreciate you guys the alabama football fans for your calls your interactions your chats your donations you guys have an incredible weekend because it's you that make this show what it is. And appreciate my man John Ivory in the production studio. With that being said, husbands, love your wives. Wives appreciate value. Those husbands, children, you guys continue to do the right thing. Fun thing, smart thing, good thing, legitimate thing to not be bored. Be sure to get yourself those three hearty meals a day, those three great laughs a day. You protect yourself. You protect the loved ones around you. Till next time, folks, I'm your man, Stephen M. Smith. You've been listening. You've been checking out, in my own words. 